Greetings, everyone. I'm so glad you're here, and welcome to Satiate, the Boulder Nutrition Podcast. I'm Sue Van Rees, your host, functional nutritionist, food psychology specialist, and founder of Boulder Nutrition. I also lead women's wellness and yoga retreats, both locally and internationally. My inspiration in creating Satiate, the Boulder Nutrition Podcast, is to offer you well-being and functional nutrition insights, to share with you many inspiring stories that can be salve for your soul, to introduce to you some of my very special guests and specialists in their field from all across the country, and to offer you an opportunity to satiate your body, mind, and soul. Before we dive into today's exciting episode, I just want to take a moment and introduce our special guest, Danielle Ryan Broda, who is a key player in the worldwide mushroom movement. As a registered herbalist, of the American Herbalist Guild, Certified Holistic Nutritionist, Instructor of Mycology, and National Educator of Four Sigmatic, one of my favorite companies, Danielle is teaching the world about the importance of life on functional mushrooms. Prior to joining forces with Four Sigmatic, Danielle received her BA in Environmental Studies and Philosophy from Whitman College, She went on to study Ayurveda in India and became a certified yoga instructor on the banks of the Ganges River. She worked with a naturopathic doctor in Indonesia where she became a certified raw chef and detox coach. But it was leading trekking adventures into the back country of Thailand where she became particularly fascinated by herbal medicine while also becoming fluent in Thai. After several years in Asia, she landed in Boulder, Colorado to formalize her education in holistic medicine. Upon completing her graduate studies at the Colorado School of Clinical Herbalism, she opened her private practice where she works with hundreds of clients specializing in functional mushroom-based treatment for individuals with autoimmune conditions and chronic illness. She was invited to become the instructor of mycology at CSCH, where she still teaches. Danielle brings her passion and expertise in herbal medicine, clinical practice, teaching, and formulation. It's great to have you here today, Danielle. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me on the Boulder Nutrition Podcast. Thanks for having me, Sue. I'm so excited to be here with you. So we have a lot of different things in common with our work and passions. And I love the work that you do with Four Sigmatic in their education and, you know, kind of really bringing mushroom uh, technology to the masses. So the first question I really wanted to ask you today is about like how you got here. How did you become the mushroom expert. And what can you tell me about your story around mushrooms? Yeah, there's so many 
pieces to my story. And I honestly never thought that I would be in a place where I was dedicating my life to fungi and mushrooms. But as I like to say, if anyone's been on a mushroom hunt, right, out on a forage, it's like you don't find the mushrooms, the mushrooms find you. And I really feel that's exactly how it went uh, with my journey. And when I look back, there were so many places where the fungi kingdom were kind of showing their head, you know, within what I was focused on at the time. So um, in my undergrad, I was really passionate about environmental activism and I was diving into seed sovereignty and permaculture and um, all this environmental justice work. And my big project for several years was um, creating systems for industrial composting, like large scale soil building, diverting waste from landfills, creating, you know, the foundation for our food systems. And of course, fungi are an integral part of soil. We now know that mycelium, the large network, the majority of the species of what we typically think of as a mushroom is actually underground or within trees. Um, and it's in all soils across the earth. So it's like telling me at that moment, okay, the fungi are here. Um, I then moved to Asia and I lived there for about three years and I worked mostly with hill tribe villages and I'd take students out on backpacking treks into the hill tribes and the ways of life were very traditional, right? And so not only would we go out and forage food for dinner, we'd also forage medicine and bring it back into the village. And I started having this um, relationship. The first time I ever went mushroom hunting was actually in India with one of the host mamas. And we went out and looked for medicinal mushrooms. And so that was, you know, another step. And they just kind of kept... Um, almost in the background, presenting themselves to me. And the more that you learn about fungi, the more you realize that they truly are everywhere below us, within us, around us, you know, what we're eating, what we're consuming, um, the medicine that we're, we're engaging with, whether it's natural or pharmaceutical. So after Asia, I, I really was so interested in formalizing my education in herbal medicine, you know, from the mushroom hunts and from, you know, going out with my um, host families and harvesting tree barks. I was like, this is incredible. And, and it really spoke to um, my environmental heart where I always wanted to be um, as self-reliant as possible. How can we have the power over what we're eating, you know, where we're living, not be dependent on the man <laughs> to ensure that we're vital and we're healthy and we're thriving and take our health and our life into our own hands. And herbal medicine really speaks to that for me. And so I moved to Boulder, Colorado and um, attended grad school there. And again, the mushrooms weren't a big forefront of my studies or my education. They were kind of these underlying little players that would pop up here and there. And it wasn't until I started working in private practice that I really realized, oh, this is what I'm meant to do. And in private practice, you know, you don't choose the clients that are going to come to you. I had no idea who would be attracted to my line of work. And what ended up happening were I was getting client after client that said, I have tried every practitioner and you are my last resort. And what that brought was 
a lot of autoimmune conditions, a lot of chronic illness, um, a lot of ailments that the Western world said either that doesn't exist or we don't have a name for it or we have no, no treatment. So good luck. And there were very few plant medicines that I was able to turn to in some of these extreme bodies. Um, a lot of our plants, we can talk about this if we, we dive deeper into the immune system, um, stimulate the immune system or suppress the immune system, but functional fungi have the ability to do both. They're known as immune modulators. So not only are they safe for people with autoimmune conditions or um, you know, more chronic suppressed immune function, uh, but they are effective. They're one of the only both, you know, they straddle that line between being both really safe and really effective. So before I knew it, I had a functional mushroom based practice and was using these species as a key component in the formulations I was making. So I was making individualized medicine for every client that came to me. Um, and, you know, that's really where the, the more formal path with fungi began. And uh, almost three years ago, I, I realized how powerful this kingdom is and how many more people I wanted to share um, really their magic with. And so I joined forces with Four Sigmatic and, um, yeah, have worn so many hats within the company. Now I'm our national educator for a period of time. I was our formulator. You know, it's just been like what makes sense. And um, yeah, it's just felt so organic and natural. And uh, I think the best way to describe it is that the mushrooms found me. That is a great story. And I love how um, it doesn't seem to matter where you were far and wide all around the world. You were having that same experience. Yes. I would love to hear a little bit about your like sort of your favorite mushroom facts, or you touched on a little bit with what you were mentioning about the immune system and, you know, what you were talking about with some of your own clients. But for people who are listening, who don't really know what we're talking about as far as medicinal mushrooms, what's, what's a few facts that you can share to kind of get us going? Yeah. So a lot of times people hear mushroom and they're not thinking about the species that we're going to be talking about today, right? They think of the culinary varieties that you cook with or psychedelic varieties or poisonous mushrooms. And I'll just clear the air here and make sure that we're all on the same page. So fungi are their own biological kingdom, which a lot of us don't realize. Uh, people still refer to mushrooms as a vegetable or a lower form of plant. They used to be thought of as a plant because um, until the 1960s, uh, they were thought of as literally a lower form of a plant because they didn't produce flowers. And now we know they are nothing like plants. We as humans are actually closer related to fungi than we are to plants. Uh, we share about 40% of our DNA with them. And so we've put them in their own kingdom, right? Plant kingdom, animal kingdom, fungi are their own entire kingdom. And so when people ask, you know, are mushrooms like just this trendy phase that, that are going to come and go? It's like, this isn't just a, a berry or, you know, a new leaf. This is an entire kingdom, one of the most massive kingdoms, and they are completely integrated into human activities across the planet, whether it's for agriculture, for uh, waste remediation and uh, toxic oil spill cleanups to um, over 40% of our pharmaceuticals are using some sort of strain from a fungus. They are uh, totally integrated into the foods that we consume every day and don't realize are uh, 
those foods can only be the way that they are because of the fungi. So all fermented foods from alcohol to coffee and chocolate and bread and cheese, right? These are all um, because able to um, ferment because of the symbiotic fungi. And of course, when it comes to natural medicine, uh, they're among the oldest species that humans have been using for their health benefits. And so within this massive kingdom, and to just give everyone an idea of how big this kingdom is, we're still actually discovering how many species reside within the kingdom. It's pretty unknown. There's a lot more research needed. But what we do know is there are at least six times as many species of fungi as there are all plants on earth. We just think about that's amazing. Isn't that wild? Wow. wow. So, I mean, for a moment, just think about how many plants you can name, you know, our fruits, our veggies, our trees, shrubs, grains, nuts, seeds, and then how many fungi or mushrooms you can name. There's a big discrepancy there. And yet there's six times as many fungi. So really today we're going to be like, just scraping the surface of what there is to know about this fungi kingdom. And um, yeah, within, you know, this a massive umbrella, what we are focusing on and what I focus on um, in my work and my practice are this subcategory called functional or medicinal mushrooms. And there's about 700 of them. And they are mushrooms that have known studied benefits to the human body. So they are not uh, psychoactive. They are legal everywhere across the planet. They are incredibly safe um, and they have well-researched. They're not only, um, you know, might sound new and like, oh, weird. Okay. This little subsect of the fungi kingdom. But in fact, um, depending on the culture that you're looking at, whether it's in Russian folk medicine or Ayurveda, traditional Indian medicine traditional Chinese medicine, Korean folk medicine, I mean, all over the world, uh, these mushrooms have a history of use that's uh, over-documented, we know at least 5,000 years, some say up to 12,000 years old, that we've been using these exact mushrooms for things like um, you know, longevity and health and wellness as, as these superior tonics. So they're powerful. And I think as a Western world, we are finally ready to embrace them and really remember because it's it's not new we've been using them forever but remember um, what they can do for us and and bring them into our daily lives again mm, amazing so within that there's obviously so many different mushrooms to consider would you say that there are sort of the most popular mushrooms within the remedies that say for Sigmatic uses in their teas and tinctures and protein pat, all the stuff that they, that they produce uh, and kind of what's the most common out there as far as the medicinal mushrooms that people would know. Yeah. We really focus on three. And so we have you know, <laughs> about 6 million ish fungi species out there in the world. Uh, about 700 functional and then three are really the big hitters. And for good reason, they are among the most researched foods on the planet. Um, we have reishi, which is known as the queen. Um, in traditional Chinese medicine, it's lingxi um, or the Latin. So no matter where you are in the world, Ganoderma lucidum is our reishi. And um, there's different classes of 
basically rankings in traditional Chinese medicine. And Reishi is in the superior tonic and she's listed as the number one superior tonic in TCM. So incredibly revered, um, has the most identified and studied constituents. So these medicinal constituents that support our immune system and particularly with Reishi um, support our stress response. And so a really great starting point if you're totally new to the world of functional mushrooms um, would be to start bringing reishi on board. And I think of, so there's, well, I mean, we could talk about reishi for, for hours and I do often, but for today's purposes and what we do at Four Sigmatic is we basically give each mushroom a little nickname, like a word, a character. So it's easy to remember when and why to take them. So reishi is our chill mushroom, right? Like, in the evening, but really anytime you need to chill, relax, unwind. Um, very different than most other herbs that we think of taking in the evening for like their sedative or nerving or hypnotic qualities. Reishi won't put you to sleep, but the compounds are adaptogenic, meaning they're helping our bodies find balance and get out of the state of fight or flight, right? So um, it's a really kind of building block to our overall wellness because I mean, arguably this is 2021 and uh, we are perhaps more stressed than we've ever been as a world, as a nation. And when we are stressed, it is literally as if all of the other functions of being a human being go into airplane mode. Our energy is completely dedicated to the acute threat, right? When we're stressed, we, our bodies think because this is how we evolved that there is an acute stressor and so we are focused there and our digestive system you know our immune health our um, circadian rhythms like everything is like this isn't those aren't as important we need to keep ourselves alive right now and so it's amazing when you bring reishi on board and the best way to consume is is daily um, so consistently for um, several days several weeks at a time when you do that, there's symptoms that you probably didn't think had anything to do with stress that begin to resolve because it's almost like that energy can get dispersed again. It's like you're no longer just focused on that one acute threat in front of you, which isn't actually a real threat today. You know, it used to be the big animal coming to fight us. And now it's like the news and people cutting you off and more news and, <laughs> you know, uh, it's like that energy can actually be dispersed so that your body can start working optimally once again. Um, so reishi all day, such a, such a powerful, um, you know, queen of mushrooms. Hmm. I love that it's the queen and I love that it really has both the immune response support and the stress response support and the adaptogens, which we'll get into a little bit more in a few minutes, but it sounds like it really covers a lot, Reishi, like the multivitamin of, of mushrooms or something like that. I love that. I've never heard that, but I'm definitely going to use that. It's a great way to think of her. <laughs> well, good, because I just made that one up off the top of my head. <laughs> great ideas okay. come that way. So tell us about the other two. Yeah. So the next is Chaga. So where Reishi is our queen, Chaga is our king. Um, 
Yes, chaga is known as black gold. Uh, its Latin name is Inotus obliquus, and it's been used as uh, traditional medicine um, again for thousands of years. Where reishi, we see more of a lineage with um, traditional Chinese medicine. With chaga, we see more of a lineage um, in Scandinavia. Um, and up in Forsignatic, our founders are from Finland. And so there's a deep history of using chaga uh, in that part of the world. So chaga is interesting because it is a parasite. A lot of our functional mushrooms grow on trees um, and there's either a symbiotic relationship with chaga, it's a parasitic relationship, meaning eventually it's going to kill its host tree and it grows primarily on birch. Uh, so it's really important to get your chaga from a birch tree. This is like, we are what we eat. The mushrooms are what they eat. So many of the compounds found in the mushrooms that are medicinal actually come from the bark of the trees or the logs that they're growing from. So chaga mushroom, we source ours from the largest birch forest in the world. It's called the taiga. It's in Siberia. It's this huge birch forest, bigger than the entire continental US. Um, wow. And yeah. And amazing, if you see what a, a chaga looks like, all these mushrooms, you're like, what, that's a mushroom? You know, it, it doesn't seem like the classic culinary, you know, these aren't growing from the ground and have a big cap and a stipe. They're very different um, with chaga specifically. It's actually, it's not called a mushroom. It's called a conqueror sclerotium. And it's this big growth on the side of the birch tree. Um, and when you properly source your chaga from the birch trees, um, and extract it, which we can get into later, it has the most antioxidant properties of any food on the planet. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, we think about who, who needs antioxidant support, like mostly I hear everyone. Yeah, um, especially lately. Especially lately. So the kind of nickname for chaga is your defend mushroom. We used to have mm -hmm. this little cartoon um, as chaga, the superhero chaga. Right? It's this idea that um, when your body is full of antioxidant properties, when your immune system is strong, you could walk out into the world with a bunch of sick people and you're not going to be a host for whatever they're carrying. Right? It's like your daily bodyguard is chaga. So um, yeah, powerful, powerful immune support. Reishi, chill, chaga, any time of day to support the immune system. So Amazing. relevant right now. Yes. So great. And it's just like the, the, the layman's terms or the little nicknames you're giving them are really helpful for, for me, but I'm sure for people to kind of be able to, you know, remember which one's which. So we've got the queen of, of mushrooms, Reishi, and we've got the king or the bodyguard, which I love that, um, yes. with Chaga. Awesome. Okay. Great. Okay. And last but not least is lion's mane. So, hmm. We hear lion's mane, it has nothing to do with the mane of a lion. Um, it's, it has lots of other names like bearded tooth mushroom and um, the Latin is Hiracium irenaceus. And it's this white stringy fungus. It's also growing off of trees. And when you see it out in the wild, it kind of resembles the, the mane of a lion, right? With these like cascading hairs that come down. And we call lion's mane your brain's best friend or think with lion's mane. Um, and it's an amazing ally for productivity, 
and focus and getting those creative juices flowing. We had lion's mane into morning beverages like coffee and matcha because instead of just flooding the body with caffeine, which many of us are used to doing, so we don't know that there's another option out there, we add the ingredient lion's mane that has these compounds that actually help us to maybe get to where we were wanting to go by drinking all that coffee, right? So really like honing in. I feel like if you've ever had those days where you go onto your computer and you bust out emails for several hours and you look up at the time and you're like, whoa, what just happened? It was like in a time warp. That's kind of how I feel when I'm taking lion's mane, right? You're like honed in, you're focused. Um, and yeah, such a, I mean, with the whole, so many people are looking for things to be more productive, be more focused, uh, especially, you know, in a state of stress or when there's so many moving pieces that our energy is being called towards and pay attention to this and this and this lion's mane really, I mean, is such a, um, uh, important daily ally to kind of keep us, keep us going, keep us focused on what's important, what matters. I love it. And I love lion's mane. I have the most experience with of all of these, like with the whole mushroom, because it is a, such a great mushroom to cook with as well, which yes. is fun. And I recently made uh, a pot of mushroom soup, but instead of using um, regular, like even shiitake or regular mushrooms, I used, you know, a lot of lion's mane and it was just the most, well, first of all, delicious, but also, yes. you know, you can just taste the medicinal. There's something about it. My body just wants them, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. And I love- That sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know you lived in Boulder for a while. And so we probably have both shared our time down at the Boulder farmer's market, but I used to love to go get the uh, wild mushrooms um, from- the the wild mushroom guy down at the at the market and he always had a lot of lion's mane so yeah, yeah that was a great sort of weekend pickup and so much fun to cook with so yeah. yeah yeah and i love that and a lot of our uh functional varieties also are culinary so there's you know note that if you go get you know a four sigmatic lion's mane elixir the potency is going to be really different than if you cook it but cook with mushrooms too, right? There's so much benefit, both nutritionally, um, as an environmentalist, you know, for the planet, they're one of the foods with the lowest carbon footprint, because when you actually pick the mushroom, you're not harming the species itself. It will have another flush and often mm -hmm. grow back two or three times. Um, it's like when you pluck the mushroom, it's kind of like plucking the apple on the tree. So the tree is still there. You're just getting that fruit. Mushrooms are actually called the fruiting body. Uh, so yeah, I love that you're making mushroom soup and lion's mane mushroom soup. Lion's mane is such a, a choice mm. edible. It's like just yeah. divine. It's one of those that really soaks up whatever flavor, you know, so it's got a lot of potential for so many things. Yes. Um, okay. So I would love to, you know, just we've got our three primary medicinal mushrooms and those are the ones I know that four sigmatic infuses into everything, which is amazing. And we'll talk more about that too, but I would love to know or hear from you, from your perspective, 
the adaptogen properties of mushrooms, because I know that adaptogen is a word that is kind of all over the place lately in the health food world and in the natural medicine world. And I have a lot of clients who really don't know what that means. Like they come to me and they're like, what actually is an adaptogen? And I think it's a little bit confusing for people sometimes what that really means. So do you feel like that would be a question you could uh, answer for us? Absolutely. So adaptogens are a group of natural medicines. So when we think about all the things that we use for, for natural medicine, you know, whether it's a chamomile or a mint, or um, maybe if you're a little more advanced, like a passion flower or valerian, um, the, the medicinal mushrooms, they're categorized based on uh, what they do in the body. Right. So we have group of groups of herbs that we might take, you know, after a heavy meal because they're warming and they have this carminative action. So those are our digestive herbs. Right. We have herbs that um, and when I say herbs, I'm including the mushrooms because that's kind of the the broader category here. Um, Mm -hmm. We have those that we'll take to get to sleep. Right. Take your skull cap or whatever it might be, maybe chamomile. Adaptogens are another kind of umbrella category like this. Um, So there's both herbs and fungi that are adaptogens. And the short way to think of it is that adaptogens help our bodies adapt to different internal and external stressors. They help our bodies find equilibrium and balance. And there's four criteria that make something an adaptogen. The first is that it's naturally occurring. So it's gotta be coming from the earth. The second is that it's non-toxic, right? So even with a lot of our plants, there's a toxic load, right? You can't take too much or there'll be this detrimental effect. Um, so their adaptogens have to be non-toxic. They have to be um, non-habit forming. And this is interesting. So it means that you don't take, you, if you, things that are habit forming, you have to take more and more of to continually reap a benefit, right? Coffee, if you like are used to taking one cup, it's like, oh, maybe now you need two cups or three cups, right? Um, and you become reliant on it. Adaptogens are non-habit forming, which is why they're often encouraged to take for a longer period of time right? To take day after day. And then the fourth criteria for an adaptogen is that they're non-specific. Okay. And this is what really sets them apart from the rest of the, the herbs and fungi, you know, out there in the materia medica repertoire. So this non-specific, it means that they don't have a direct action in the body. They're not targeting, you know, X, Y, or Z pushing our body in this direction or another, but rather they're more building and nourishing to the system. They're helping our bodies find this state of balance and equilibrium. And so that's going to look different in every body that takes them. So if we both take um, ashwagandha, for example, right, one of our most popular roots, adaptogenic roots used in Ayurveda for centuries. um, If my stress level is different than yours, if my baseline state is different than yours, we could take the exact same dose of the same ashwagandha root, and it would have a different effect in my body than it would in yours, right? So they have this amazing, um, it's like a working with the body, right? To bring you to, to your state of balance. Um, and it, it can be confusing for some, right? Cause we, we want to grasp on to like X leads to Z, you know, whatever, just this formula and adaptogens are, um, they don't work that way, but that's why they're so powerful. Um, and why they're, um, desired by, by so many, and we see effects in so many different bodies, 
because um, they really help us build up that baseline state so that we're not stuck in um, fight or flight, that we have this resilience to, you know, stressors are going to come inevitably. You know, it's not like you take adaptogens and you're like immune to stress forever, but when those stressors come, whether it's, you know, an external stressor, an internal stressor, um, they help our bodies basically get out of that acute state and back into our state of balance quicker. So we're not in that acute mode, but that we recognize the stressor and our bodies can react to it quicker and, um, and get out of it in, in a, um, a timeframe that's, that's easier on the body and that keeps us, you know, that doesn't deplete us after. So yeah, I, I hope that makes sense. It's kind of like big spark notes version of adaptogens. And when we talk about our functional mushrooms, these functional mushrooms are adaptogens. So they fall under that category. There's many other plant-based adaptogens, rhodiola and holy basil, eleuthero, you know, that we can get into, but our reishi, chaga, lion's mane, these are also adaptogens. Mm. Yeah. I was just listening to your definition and I just had this thought, <clears throat> this thought that, you know, our bodies have their own intelligence that is sometimes beyond what we know in our brain. For example, like I'm sure you and I both see this in our practice, uh, when what people are healing, you know, they might come in with a, uh, a symptom that they want to heal and the body may have a different plan. So the body might start healing from a different place than that one symptom. That's really what their goal is. But when that happens, there's like an affirmation, like, okay, we're on the right track. You know, there's something positive happening. It might not look exactly how you want it to look, but it is moving in a good direction. And I feel like with, with adaptogens, it's like they are matching up with the intelligence of your body. And I don't understand that either so well from like an actual like scientific breakdown of how that's happening. Cause it's so, it's literally like so profound that these herbs and these functional mushrooms and all of these different natural medicine, uh, components that fall under adaptogens can really find their way into that intelligence of the body and yeah, work with it. Yeah, Amazing. absolutely. And I mean, all of our natural medicine does this to an extent, right? When you have, it's really, I think of herbalism like matchmaking where you're taking one whole living being and you're connecting it with another. And so it's, our bodies recognize it as a, a whole, you know, there's hundreds of different studied constituents in uh, many of our different plant or fungal medicines. And it's not as if we can talk about, you know, how the triterpenes are responding in the body or what the polysaccharides are doing from the mushrooms, but it's not an isolated compound that's responsible for the result that we feel. And that's this big difference between Eastern and Western medicine mm -hmm. is most of our Western medicine comes from a plant or a fungi, but it's an isolated constituent, right? We pull out just the, um, you know, salicylic acid from the willow bark to create aspirin, for example, right? But when there's a matrix of compounds working together, our body is able to process it in a way that I feel our bodies have evolved to be able to work with, right? We, we know how to digest different plant species and mushroom species. And it isn't this like, one thing and that leads to this because that's not our bodies are interconnected 
right? And so there is, uh, I believe, so much more um, kind of safe, holistic uh, healing that comes from interacting with our plant and our fungi, fungi species because of the matrix, the synergy, right? It isn't like one plus one equals two. It's like, no, one plus one equals like a hundred, you know, mm. when we put this all together. Mm-hmm. That's saying when the whole is greater than its parts. Exactly. That's- whole is greater than the sum of its parts. It's yes. That's the saying. Yeah. Yes. When the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. That that's sort of what I'm hearing about what you're saying. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So I have a couple more questions. I definitely want to touch on with you, which are all very enticing. Um, let's talk about how you incorporate mushrooms into your, into your days, into your life, just like on a practical level. Um, I know that there's people listening that are like, where do I get reishi? <laughs> you know? So yeah. tell us about how you, how you use mushrooms. I use mushrooms all day, every day. <laughs> when, when I was living in Boulder, I'd go to the farmer's market and get those five pound, um, kind of cartons of mushrooms. We're like, you eat five pounds of mushrooms a week? I'm like, yeah. I think the the number just went up, but the average American now eats like something like two to three pounds of mushrooms a year. Um, So I think we all could really uh, kick up that number. But yeah, eating mushrooms culinarily is awesome. You want to make sure you're always cooking them. Um, And as nutritionists, you know, there's so many ways, as long as you're cooking them, don't eat mushrooms raw, you won't get the benefits, but cooking them in a soup or a stew, you know, adding them into to any meal that you're um, cooking is amazing. And then with these functional mushrooms, this is where Four Sigmatic really shines. Uh, so I personally believe, you know, that food is medicine and I think we agree there. And so I don't love taking capsules and supplements all day long. And that's before Four Sigmatic, typically the way that you would find um, the the extracts of these species. And there's nothing wrong, you know, if you do want to take them in a supplement form, fine. Know that you just look for the real mushroom that it's been grown on woods and that it's been extracted. But if you want to incorporate them more as food and actually taste them, which is the way that we've been using um, all sorts of food as medicine forever. It's like our digestive tract starts in our mouth. Uh, So I feel it's really important to taste that which is nourishing our body. And so at Four Sigmatic, we extract the species, the reishi, the lion's mane, the chaga, and then we dehydrate the extraction. So they're super potent, they're ready to use. They don't need, you know, hot water or anything on the user's end to activate their um, medicinal compounds all you have to do is use it in any way that makes sense for you. So um, our philosophy is adding these extracts to common daily routines, looking at what people do every day, right? We know these are most effective when they're taken consistently. They're not a one-time magic pill. So we look at, okay, what are most people doing in the morning? Coffee. What are a lot of people doing, you know, in the middle of the day? A lot of people are making a protein shake, Incredible, increasingly popular. What about the evening? Well, usually people have something sweet to kind of unwind and um, have a treat after dinner. And so our big three products are mushroom ground coffee with lion's mane for the morning, a plant-based protein powder um, with 18 grams of um, protein from five different plants with 
all five of uh, even more <laughs> functional mushrooms than we talked about today, but it has our big three hitters today, um, as well as cordyceps and turkey tail in there. So, you know, you could bake with that, you can add it into a shake. Uh, last night I mixed it with a little bit of water and had it as a snack with apples, you know, it's like an evening snack. So a really nutritious shelf stable protein. Um, and then the, in the evening we have uh, a mushroom hot chocolate. It's a cacao with reishi. So it's this super decadent European style hot cocoa that's made with cacao, right? Not, not cocoa. So it's still a superfood full of antioxidant properties and theobromine and magnesium. Uh, so a really amazing way to, to unwind with the help of our queen of mushrooms for the evening. So we kind of have that daily routine set and I follow it pretty religiously. It's like in the morning I, I have my lion's mane and midday I have chaga. And before I go to bed, I have reishi. And actually it's so good to hear you kind of recap because all, all of those products I love and use myself. And what I was telling one of my clients um, this past week actually was that the great thing about Four Sigmatic that I find to just be so um, easy is that you don't really have to change anything. You don't even have to add anything in. It's really just about maybe switching out a product. I yes. mean, buying a bag of coffee is something most Americans do. And so buying a bag of coffee that has um, lion's mane is really no different. It's funny because my partner was like, does this taste like mushrooms, the coffee? And, you know, I'm like, no, actually it doesn't have any, it tastes like a really good cup of coffee. And same with the cacao that I also use daily. And it's like my late afternoon when I'm working in my office, little treat. And it's just, you know, an easy, easy remedy to include in our lives. So. Yeah. Um, thank you. You guys have really done a great job at making things really accessible for people in that way. That's it. I used to tell my clients, the medicine doesn't work if you don't take it. And so that ease of use is everything. It's like, no matter you could learn and be so blown away by the benefits of each of these species. And yet if it's hard to extract, if it doesn't taste good, like you're not going to use it and probably not going to use it every day. And so ensuring that it's delicious and that it's really, really easy um, is kind of the two big things that set us apart at Four Sigmatic. Yeah. Okay. So one question I want to definitely make sure we get to today is you and I spoke a little bit about your work with functional mushrooms and autoimmunity. And I know that what I'm seeing in my practice is just the skyrocketing of autoimmune um, disease in general, and the autoimmunity is uh, rampant in so many ways in our in our world, much more that what I, than what I used to see 20 years ago, yeah. and or at least now it's being diagnosed. Maybe back then it wasn't being diagnosed as easily, but but there's you know there's a lot of people struggling with autoimmune symptoms and conditions that really don't feel like they have options. And so your work with functional mushrooms and autoimmunity is so relevant for these times. And I would just love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. So there's a lot of pieces here. And I just want to preface by saying um, functional mushrooms aren't like the one and only cure-all. So even with adaptogens, sometimes it's like, oh, I'm going to take an adaptogen and I don't have to worry about my meditation or eating well or exercising. It's one piece of the puzzle. And that's really key when we're talking about um, holistic wellness and, and progressing our 
well-being forward in a way that's actually sustainable. And so same thing goes with the functional mushrooms. They are really, I feel like they're magical in so many ways, but it's one piece of the puzzle. And so my approach to looking at um, any autoimmune condition or whatever ailment is, is brought into my practice is not getting stuck on the name and not trying to fight, you know, for example, I worked with a lot of Lyme and it's like, there's a lot of approaches of, we have to attack this fire key, right? We have to get in there and kill what is causing the issue. Um, and as I'm trained as a vitalist herbalist, which means rather than looking at that symptom and treating the symptom, it's okay, what are you experiencing? What are you feeling? And how can we elevate the body's natural capacity to heal. So supporting the gut, supporting the immune system, ensuring that you're not stuck in a fight or flight, fight or flight state. And from that place, the body is able to um, really do its healing work on its own. And so it's, you know, if we think about it energetically, it's like we have a life force that and knows and wants to, um, work for our best interest and there's often boulders or blockages that are getting in the way and so my approach is twofold it's removing identifying what those blockages might be maybe it's stress maybe it's a food sensitivity you know maybe it's a habit that is keeping you in your state of sickness so it's removing that blockage and also replenishing potential deficiencies and when it comes to the immune system and replenishing, this is where the functional mushrooms really shine. So they have a lot going on um, directly with their immune function. They're known as immunomodulators, uh, which you can think about like cruise control for the immune system, right? They have this ability to either stimulate or suppress immune function based on the body that's ingesting them at different times. So it's a, a almost like a boot camp, right? For your immune system, making sure that all of your immune cells are in tip top shape, that they can either, you know, downregulate activity, which is the case with autoimmune bodies, or if that body becomes vulnerable, can, can kick into gear, you know, B cells, T cells, NK cells, whatever it might be in that body. Um, so not only working with that uh, direct kind of immune modulation balancing level, they also contain um, uh, amazing compounds that support our gut health. A lot of prebiotics, there's research coming out of, on the prebiotics um, in functional mushrooms. You know, we've often heard the microbiome, but uh, now there's, there's new terminology, the mycobiome, because we realize how many fungi are um, involved in a healthy gut ecosystem. And, you know, this adaptogenic quality as well. So they are really hitting on multiple uh, layers of our well-being, and you know, it's it's as if we're like, how can we build up our bodies to be as strong as possible, right? Like, make your body a warrior so that you have the strength, you have the resources needed, literally on a cellular molecular level, but also in a um, you know more energetic level to. Um, and it's never, you know, I never say to cure something, but it's to move out of being stuck in a state where you're experiencing the symptoms, right? So it's like, if someone is no longer experiencing the slew of symptoms they once were, do they still have that labeled disease or not kind of irrelevant? It's like, well, how are you feeling? You know, and what does your day-to-day -day look like? And how is your mood improving and your sleep improving and, and your digestive function improving? And so, um, you know, 
that's, I guess, kind of the, the way that I look at it and where fungi really hit on multiple levels of supporting um, an autoimmune body. So I love that the mushrooms are touching so many different aspects of our health, which is amazing, right? Like all of these very fundamental aspects of our health. And with autoimmunity, I'm just wondering if you work with specific mushrooms in general to support those symptoms, various symptoms, right? That people have, they could be anything under the sun, or if you're choosing specific functional mushrooms to match up with someone's symptoms? Great question. Yeah, it's much more the latter. So it's not as if, oh, I'm going to choose this mushroom for this disease. Because again, it's like, how can we remove the label and look at the person as their own human being and play this game of matchmaking? And so when we're working with natural medicine, everybody is coming from a unique state. We all have our own constitution, our own body type. And this is always been recognized in traditional systems of medicine. In Ayurveda, you have your three doshas. In traditional Chinese medicine, you have these four temperaments. Um, in Western herbalism, we have four different constitutions. So you're either on the scale of being um, more moist, more dry, hotter, or colder. And each of us have a different natural state where we function at most optimally. And so with our fungi, with our herbs, each one of those also has a different um, action, energetic action and um, a different temperature, uh, a different heat. You know, think of like ginger and cayenne are really hot and dry versus an aloe vera is really moist, right? They all have these different. So it's less about looking at, okay, a reishi mushroom for X disease, um, but looking at the individual body and playing this game of matchmaking. And this is where formulation uh, becomes really exciting as well, because sometimes you're like, well, I need all the properties that come from reishi, but at, you know that is a little bit too, um, whatever it might be, it doesn't align with that body for, for whatever reason it is. So you can bring in other supporting herbs to create you know, this synergistic balance that's working with the body that you're um, providing that, that formula for. Got it. So in a sense, you really know your mushroom properties very thoroughly to be able to kind of work with the person's energetic appearance in a sense and symptoms to then matchmake, as you say, matchmake the perfect concoction of maybe even multiple mushrooms in their remedy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also I just will say, you know, cause not everyone has the access to having an herbalist create the perfect formula for them. And so when it comes to our functional mushrooms, they are among, um, we have four levels of herbs based on ranked based on their safety and functional mushrooms are in the level one category. So they are powerful, but they're all really safe and accessible. So um, if you just want to start, you know, it's like, I would start with one at a time. Reishi is, um, definitely the place that I would recommend beginning and making sure that you're getting, you know, that true, true reishi mushroom that's been extracted. You could do that yourself if you want to make a tincture or brew it, you know, as a decoction at home on your crock pot. But um, yeah, just getting your feet wet and starting and you can build from there and add other herbs in and, you know, get the, get the perfect formula down for your body, which might only be the perfect formula for a few weeks because our bodies are constantly changing and adjusting as we work with work with these species. So 
um, yeah, I just hesitate from saying like, take this for this because everybody right. is, is so unique. Um, and yet, um, these species are, they, they're safe, they're gentle. Um, and so don't be afraid to, to jump in and, and experience it for yourself. Mm, I love it. So it's like this entire world of fungi that is just so profound. It's an enormous classification in, you know, in the natural world that is so powerful. Yes. Um, so I have a couple little things I want to finish up with today with you. It's been such a great conversation. I'm so inspired. Um, tell us two questions kind of in one, your favorite Four Sigmatic uh, product, first of all, and your favorite mushroom, which may, based on what you've said, be something so out there that maybe <laughs> I haven't even seen or heard of it before. <laughs> yeah. My favorite Four Sigmatic product changes daily based on what I'm needing. But right now it is our focus blend. So I gave up caffeine and love to have some warm beverage in the morning. And so we created, it's in a, a bulk recyclable canister and it has lion's mane in there. It has cordyceps. It has a really cool um, leaf called bacopa. It's kind of similar in the category of rosemary or go to cola, right? These, um, cognitive supporting herbs, uh, has B12 and rhodiola. It's just this powerhouse uh, mix of different herbs and mushrooms that help with full body, mental and physical energy. And so I've been drinking that every morning. I make a focus blend latte where I put that with hot water and add a little oat milk and a dash of cinnamon. And it's totally divine. It also has cacao and blueberry in it. So it has this kind of great, great flavor to it. Um, so in this very moment, I'll choose focus blend, but you know, if we were having this conversation at night, it might be something different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, and with the favorite mushroom, I really feel like this is asking what my favorite child is, you know, it's, <laughs> they all have, have such, uh, such a different offering and, uh, it really depends, you know, on the time of year on, um, what my body's going through on kind of what's present in the world, which mushroom I'm diving into. Um, but I'm going to choose in this moment. Um, oh gosh. I always am like one comes in and then I'm like, you're leaving me out with all these others. Um, <laughs> but I was going to choose, um, my talkie for today which I think is accessible. You know, I was going to say maybe a more obscure mushroom, but I want to share that there are a lot of accessible culinary varieties that are also potently um, uh, uh, functional. And my talkie is a great example, Grifola frondosa or hen of the woods. You can get it at most grocery stores. Um, and it's amazing for a lot of things, but specifically um, blood sugar balancing. And so I see, you know, in the world of nutrition, so many of us are on this blood sugar roller coaster and we're like, how do I have sustained energy throughout the day and avoid that slump in the afternoon or the crashes? And my talkie is such a simple way to, you know, I like you can add it in your morning beverage in the morning, even kind of like your own bulletproof coffee with my talkie um, or have it in for breakfast, you know, as part of a breakfast taco. Um, but a really great way to, to ensure that you have that uh, sustained energy throughout the day. And it's delicious and um, mm -hmm. so easy to just 
get your hands on, you know, today after you listen to this. So uh, yes, my talkie will be the mushroom of the day. Oh yes. I love it. And I'm glad that there's something that we can go to the grocery store and buy to make for fun as a meal or a snack or an accent to a meal. And that really a lot of these mushrooms that we're talking about are available in our grocery stores, especially if you go to a bigger grocery store where they have a better selection and you can get a whole slew of functional mushrooms. And that's what I was doing with my soup is really just, you know, instead of just making a traditional soup, buying all these medicinal mushrooms for the soup. And, you know, it can just be as simple as sauteing it up with your you know, like in some garlic and olive oil and calling that a side dish. And so it doesn't have to be so complex for you if you're new to the mushroom world. So thank you for that reminder. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, Danielle, it's so good to have you on the podcast. And I'm so excited to dive into some of your uh, functional mushroom science ongoing because it's so inspiring and I'm a mushroom lover. So this really rains well with my, with my cravings and my desires. So I'm just, I'm really glad we had the space and this time together and that you had so much amazing, amazing information for our listeners. Um, I'm just thrilled to have had you here on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Great. Thank you for listening to today's episode all about functional mushrooms. I hope this inspires you to embody all the health and happiness that you so deserve. Thank you so much for being part of the Boulder Nutrition community, and I will see you here very soon. Take good care.